Coming up on Stew Does America. Oh, man, I can't stand white people. Who's with me? All, all of them are. They're all with me. It's totally okay to bash white people. And we have yet another insane example of it happening. National Review's David Harsani joins us to outline Joe Biden's ridiculous build back better Biden plan. And to hear me say some, some, something like that, that may have been slurred a little bit, but a bunch of us tried to say it five times fast while uh, a bunch of shots of beer in to our Power Hour. Check it out at Stu Does Power Hour. It's free on YouTube, uh, available to Blaze TV subscribers as well. Now you can subscribe at blazetv.com slash stu. Make sure to use the code stu because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you'll save 10 bucks. And Blaze TV media critic Rob Eno swings in to tell us whether the media could somehow actually be getting worse. Get every show for free. Just go to YouTube and search for Stu. I'll be the first one there. And if you're on YouTube right now, help us defeat the evil algorithm robots. Just click like right the second before you forget or I say something that pisses you off. And subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. A quick review, it's great, whatever. And five-star rating will cost you nothing. But I can sell every star for $5,000 and use the proceeds to build a laser that will blow up Jupiter. Which, if nothing else, would be really awesome. Stu does America. I don't know about you, but I hate white people. Aren't they the worst? Down with the white man! Am I right? In fact, there wouldn't be such a white person problem if it wasn't for all these white people. Now, I have no fear of being canceled for these remarks. It is well within the acceptable public discourse to express hatred, wish for the downfall, and maybe endorse, you know, a little light genocide of a race of human beings as long as it's the right one. If I changed those words slightly and said any other skin color, I wouldn't even finish the sentence before I was thrown inside a maximum security cancel cell. Now, I, was, I will start this by admitting to you, I am an absolutely terrible white person. I don't have white pride. In fact, I think there's like a, a pretty old book that says pride is a sin that you should stay away from. I don't even know. I can't even remember. I don't care about white culture. I care about American culture, but white culture, I don't even know what it is, nor do I actually care to find out. And I assigned 0% of my personality and character to my whiteness. I don't put people into groups based on skin color. And I certainly don't judge people based on skin, skin color either. Do you know what that's called? It's called, did you say racism or prejudice? Because those fit too. But what I was going to say was uh, collectivism. Racism is collectivism, and I'm an individualist. Racism bad, collectivism bad, individualism good. All of this is to say that I find no passion or reason in defending white people as a group. I don't really care about comments made by moronic athletes or actors made against white people because, to paraphrase Eric July on this very program, racism without statism is just a bad idea. Clearly, however, Nick Cannon stepped far over the line of what is acceptable within public discourse when talking about Jews in his comments earlier this week. When we go as deep as the Rothschild, centralized banking, those, the, 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 the 13 families, uh, the bloodlines that control everything even outside of America. They want to silence mm -hmm. Minister Farrakhan and they want to mm -hmm. throw that. We are having hate mm -hmm. speech when it's never hate speech, when it's not. Right. You can't be anti-Semitic right. when the Semitic, when, when we, we are the Semitic people, when we are the same people that you 
who they want to be, mm-hmm. that's our birthright. That's our birthright. Now, look, I have a, I have a long-standing policy that no one should be fired for the stupid crap they say. Now, that policy will allow a few really terrible people to remain employed. I'm willing to risk that. It's better than what we're currently doing, at least, destroying people's lives over nothing. If you want examples of that, watch Stu does the cancel culture Olympics from yesterday. Cannon uh, was let go from his gig on America's Got Talent, but so far Fox is keeping him on Masked Singer, which may show that Fox really hates Jews, but definitely shows that both networks have terrible programming. But what most certainly did not get him fired was his comments about white people. Hmm. They were not even mentioned in the statement about Cannon getting fired. And they were not even mentioned in Cannon's apology. Literally, no one cares. Perhaps you haven't even seen these comments yet. Well, get ready. Let's start it with racism, but from the scientific vantage point. When we talk about the power of melanated people, when we talk mm-hmm. about who we really are as guys and, and understanding right. that our melanin is so power and it connects us in a way that the reason why they fear black, the reason why they fear is because they the lack that they have of it. So then when you see what, you know, Dr. Uh, Francis C. Wellesley talked about huh? is that fear in that 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 just uh, genetic that annihilation efficiency of mm-hmm. when you have a person that has ha, has the lack of pigment the right. lack of melanin right. that they know that they will be annihilated uh-huh. so therefore however they got the power they 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 have the lack of compassion mm-hmm. that mel- melanin comes with compassion melanin comes with soul that mm-hmm. we call it we call it soul we oh. soul brothers and sisters that's the melanin that connects us right. so the people that don't have it have are are a little, and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully. I have terrible news. He did not say this carefully. By the way, this is my favorite part by far. This is him speaking carefully. <laughs> I just love this. Before we move on, a quick summary of what was just said because it went by pretty fast. Melanin makes people's skin dark. White people fear black people because they don't have melanin. Because if we don't have pigment, we know will be annihilated. This is, for lack of a better word, bonkers. But to be fair, he hadn't started speaking carefully yet. So here you go. It's a quick message from Careful Canon. That's the melanin that connects us. Right. So the people that don't have it have are are a little, and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully, <laughs> are a little less and 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 where uh, the term actually comes from, because I'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to Minister Farrakhan, mm-hmm. to where they may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of Caucasus, when they when they didn't have the power of the sun oh. that was that, that the sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them. So oh. then they're acting out of fear. They're acting out of low self-esteem they're acting out of a a deficiency so therefore the only way that they can act is evil the only way they can they they have to rob steal rape kill and fight or flight in in order to survive wow that was almost too careful nick i'm glad he's speaking carefully or i might think when he's saying white people are a little less that means he thinks they're inferior 
To the untrained ear, that may have sounded like the unleashed ramblings of an insane person. So let me translate as I speak the unleashed ramblings of an insane person fluently, as you know if you watch this show. According to Minister Farrakhan, he said in his most careful tone of voice, white people were sent to the mountains. We didn't have the power of the sun, so we started to deteriorate. And since whiteies are so weak, we act out of fear, and the only way we can act is evil. Remember when President Trump uh, was trying to talk about the border and, and the crime on the border, and he said some illegal immigrants were rapists? Big controversy, remember that? Well, Nick Cannon then goes on to say that all white people genetically are forced to rob, steal, rape, kill, and fight. And then the other douche says, uh, exactly. For one more uh, little clip here from this incredibly careful conversation, listen. So then these people who didn't have what we had, oh. and when I say we, I speak of the mm -hmm. melanated mm -hmm. people. Right. Oh, okay, good. They had to be savages. They had to be barbaric. They had, because they're in these Nordic mountains, they're in these rough uh, torrential environments. So they, they're acting as animals. Right. So they're the ones that are actually closer to animals. They're the ones that are actually the true savages. Oh, well, now he's explained it pretty well. Some might say. That calling an entire race of people true savages and evil animals is the slightest bit racisty. Others might say that it was just an example of extreme carefulness. I don't know which one it is, but I can tell you what it isn't. It wasn't worth mentioning by anyone in the media at all. No one cares that this guy just called 243 million people in the United States evil, savage animals. This is not Deshaun Jackson, who probably had never even heard of Jews until last week. Cannon has what he thinks is a detailed understanding of the teachings of Farrakhan, one of the worst people in the world, a vicious, racist, anti-Semite and genocidal maniac who has far more followers in Hollywood and Washington, D.C. than anyone wants to acknowledge. But none of this was worth mentioning by the media. And none of it was worth apologizing for. In fact, after the initial apology to try to keep his money, Cannon doubled down, blaming his firing on the systemic racism of the system that I guess made him say all that crap. From Facebook, for Viacom to be so deceptive is no surprise. They have been mistreating and robbing our community for years, underpaying talent on their biggest brands. NBC threatened and mistreated me for years, but I was the bigger person, and I abandoned an eight-figure salary on their number one hit show, America's Got Talent. Okay, so they were robbing your community and underpaying talent, but you also had an eight-figure salary to host a show that everyone is watching for the singers and the judges. Not you, them. Got it. He then went on to try and milk the current crisis to his advantage. Still, I honestly can't believe that Viacom has such poor counsel that would allow them to make a, such a divisive decision in the midst of protests and civil uprising within our current pandemic. Truly an unwise decision. Nothing classier than a good old threat built on the back of hundreds of thousands of dead people and racial strife. Perfect. Here's how he ended the Facebook post. But now I'm, I am the one making demands. I demand full ownership of my billion dollar 
Wild and Out brand. Wow, that sounds great. That I created. And they will continue to misuse and destroy without my leadership. I demand that the hate and backdoor bullying cease. And while we're at it, now that the truth is out, I demand the apology. No real need to capitalize apology there, but that's not really important right now. So how does all of this happen? We know it's wrong for Nick Cannon to be viciously anti-Semitic. We can all agree on that. But why is it completely fine for him to call an entire race of people evil savages and animals? Some of it is based on a concept that Chris Rock outlined pretty well back in 2008. Yeah, it's the first time in the history of the world where white men have to watch their tongue. And you know, white guys, don't, don't, don't worry about it. You know, that's how life works, man. That's how life works. Sometimes the people with the most have to shut up and let other people talk about them. That's how life works. That's right. Sometimes the people with the most get to say the least and the people with the least get to say the most. So if you want to say most, get rid of some of your. <laughs> Lots of beeps in there. But look, his point, maybe the people with the least stuff get to say the most stuff and people with the most stuff get to say the least stuff. And maybe there's some truth to that. Regardless of skin color, I guess every middle-income person in the country is free to call Jeff Bezos an evil, earth-destroying vampire. But can you imagine if Jeff Bezos was caught on camera yelling at some poor schlub, Get a job! Wouldn't go over so well. All this might be true to some degree. However, this is not something to strive for. This is not aspirational. Picking random groups of people you don't like and blaming all your problems on them is not a healthy approach. It's not clever. It's not empowering, and it's also not true. Who does America? A home security system that's so complicated that you never use it is not a home security system. It's just a bunch of flashing lights uh, near your doors. This is exactly the type of thing Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. Simply Safe was designed to be easy. Uh, while you're, you know, look, you want to make it so easy that it's second nature. You turn it on, you turn it off, you use it all the time, and it protects your whole home 24-7. You can order online with a click of a button. Open the box, place the sensors, plug it in. It's easy. And your home is protected around the clock. No technician, no salesperson has to come and disrupt your house and try to send you some, you know, sell you some sort of laser moat system. You don't, you don't need that. Simply Safe does the job. And you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. Simply Safe's 24-7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day. Uh, head to simplysafe.com slash stew right now. Get, a free, get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. You've seen them what the last year has looked like. You need Simply Safe. You need to have an alarm system. SimplySafe.com slash stew. Make sure that you use the slash stew part of the address because that's how they know you like this stupid show. It's simplysafe.com slash stew. Happy to welcome David Arsani, a senior writer for National Review to Stew Does America. David, thanks so much for taking the time. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, you have a great piece, uh, The Dangerous by American Canard. Uh, and it's it's tr- it's it's true, but it's difficult. You know, I mean, by American feels so good. What could possibly be wrong with it? Yeah, I mean, this topic is the least popular thing I write about. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm immediately uh, transformed into some commie loving, uh, you know, pro-China person. But honestly, 
I think most people understand the fundamentals of trade inside and in the way they act, right? So you buy uh, a Samsung product or you buy a Honda, all those things that you do, you do because it's the right thing for your family and yourself. And um, buying American simply for the, for the patriotic reasons that people give is, is not productive generally for economy or for society or for your family. Yeah, Dick Cheney had a great quote, I thought, at least years ago, when he said, uh, you know, uh, uh, self-sacrifice essentially is, is it might be a great personal virtue, but it's not a basis for a good environmental policy. And the same thing happens here. Like, we can all say that we want to pay more for things here in America because it helps keep Americans employed. But when it comes down to it, that is not a way to, to build a functioning economy, is it? No. And I mean, you know, every politician will say this and people will love to hear it. You know, we're going to bring back manufacturing jobs. I mean, what they're saying is we're going to bring back assembly line jobs that are uh, unproductive, that we can't really pay for because it would, you know, spike the price of everything else. And that no company is actually going to want to bring back in the first place. I mean, and most of it's automated anyway. And I also noticed that none of those politicians want their own kids working in some, you know, tedious, monotonous, uh, you know, factory floor. They want their kids doing something that's more judgment driven, more, you know, at a higher education level. Now, I'm not putting down that work. That work exists and people do it and, and that's fine. But we don't need those jobs. So why would we want to bring back jobs we don't need? It's like uh, having people come back and you know, I'm trying to think of what we used to do, like, you know, the horse whip thing, but there are other jobs we just don't do anymore. I'll give you an example. I worked at a newspaper. Newspapers barely exist anymore in smaller towns. So uh, no one's bringing those jobs back. Technology is killing. Yeah, you kind of make that point in the in the in the piece about farming. I mean, farming. We think of this like we all we romanticize a job like farming. First of all, it's freaking really hard work, and there's a lot of really ugly smells that you don't want to be involved in. Um, but in addition to that, you know, this is a, a country that used to be. Uh, based on farming and based on agriculture, uh, and it has massively changed. And what are the results of that? Well, we use less acreage, and we have, I think it was over 50% of people in 1900 worked in agriculture in some way, and now it's like very small number, 3%, 5%, something like that. And even that number is inflated it's because we force, uh, you know, we have ethanol and other corn products we don't mm. really need, just subsidized farming. And we have a better environmental kind of farming. We have so much production and, and you know, that honestly, we have too much food in some sense, right? It gets so cheap or that we eat too much is the big problem, not that we're starving. So same thing is going to happen with uh, manufacturing as we know it. Now, obviously, something new can come up that we don't foresee and we're going to need people to make that. But I, I think people are too, they romanticize manufacturing in a way that's just simply not uh, healthy. Though, again, there are reasons I mentioned in the column, maybe you're right to bring it up. I'm stepping on your question. But, you know, with China, which is a sort of geopolitical enemy, uh, we have to think about what we let them make. But that's a different story. That's not an economic uh, you know, consideration. Yeah, more of a national uh, security point. Um, you mentioned uh, that free trade is something, the least popular thing you write about. And as an advocate for free trade, I definitely feel like people hate hearing me say anything about it anymore. This is a massive change. I can remember not too long ago thinking, here's something that we've actually reached consensus on in our society. Like everyone recognized, even the left at some level recognized that free trade was, was good for our society and you know, has its, its problems here and there that it might create little issues around the country that need to be 
filled in. But generally speaking, it's a massive positive. And, you know, I don't know if it's just the Trump era per se, but that has totally changed, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, there's always been a, a faction like um, the Ross Perot folks mm-hmm. or, you know, Buchanan or, or people like that on the right. And, and going back back before Reagan, before Goldwater, you had, uh, you know, a lot of uh, anti-free trade types in the Republican Party. But, yeah, you're right. There was some sort of consensus that most moderate people, center left, center right, agreed on trade. Uh, and then Trump won. So now, um, obviously, he's not, uh, you know, rhetorically, at least a free trader. And now Biden apparently, you know, has taken that same kind of populist rhetoric uh, himself. And the left, like Bernie, has always sort of said, you know, been against trade and for free trade and unions don't want trade anymore. Um, so, yeah, I think it's become much more popular. And I noticed that just writing these columns. I mean, there's just so much anger from the right side about them that uh, people have been uh, people just don't like the idea of, of being reliant. That's how they look at it, of being reliant on another country when actually trade is something that helps both uh, people who engage in it or both, you know, countries. Sort of by definition, right? I mean, any of the trade doesn't occur if both places don't think that it's benefiting them. Um, right. So, because uh, this is one of the things I, I say to, you know, people who, who are more friendly to the sort of, uh, I don't know, the Trump or the nationalist perspective when it comes to free trade, which is like, you stand up against Bernie Sanders on every other issue. Why do you think he's right on this one? I mean, you know, Bernie Sanders and giant unions and all these groups that the right has been fighting against for so long are the people that have been promoting this ideology for decades. And all of a sudden, it seems like we're supposed to just on the right, just suck it up and say, yeah, we were wrong all that time when the results have been miraculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a massive wealth builder for this country. You know, a great clue to why you know it's bad policy is that people use the word fair, like fair trade. And mm. fair is a silly word, I think, in general. But um, things if things were fair, right, we would have people who would work for $2 in a factory to make our phones, but we don't. Things aren't fair. That's why we benefit from trade more than anyone. You know, um, certainly in China or elsewhere, most people are not wealthy. We're still far ahead of them. We don't need to have those factory jobs. People keep you know, also believe that our manufacturing is completely, you know, cratered as far as our output. But that's also just a myth. Uh, We have fewer people working in manufacturing, but our manufacturing output has remained very, very consistent, you know, until very recently because of what's gone on. But in general, we still make a lot of things. People always tell me we don't make anything. And uh, that's simply not true. Um, maybe we can step away from uh, what's going to make everybody pissed off at us for a second uh, and, and, and the Trump side of it and go on the other side to just bashing Joe Biden, which everyone loves. Uh, what are the specifics of his play? And I, I mean, I've heard him try to say it. It's like a tongue t- twister. Build back, build back better Biden. I don't even understand what he's trying to do with this. What are the details of it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, some of the details I do know that, you know, there's another uh, round of sort of, uh, you know, stimulus money that goes out to Americans. And then there is, uh, you know, th- th- that money must be used to buy American and uh, to to employ American companies, etc., which sounds good and feels good. And, uh, you know, so, so that's part of the sell. But other than that, it's kind of like a lot of platitudes about, you know, rebuilding our infrastructure and rebuilding our country and this and that as if the economy had been terrible before March, which it wasn't, obviously. 
So, uh, and that doesn't mean we don't need to rebuild, but I think protectionism isn't the way to go. And I feel that uh, it's unlikely he would follow through on those plans anyway. But it's not a very specific plan, and most of most campaign plans aren't. And you're right, Joe Biden hadn't been able to explain it very well because probably there's not much there. Uh, is this reasoning for doing this just to kind of uh, go after what he sees as a Trump strength and try to take a little bit f- from that? I mean, what, what's the what's the point of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I think it's popular with a lot of people who live in the Midwest, a lot of people in suburban areas, things like that. But also, I think he's kind of out, kind of out populisted, if that's a word, uh, Trump. Uh, I saw a lot of people who are in that camp, you know, upset that he, that Trump allowed had come out with a plan before uh, Trump, uh, that Biden had come out with a plan before Trump. Now, honestly, does anyone really believe that Joe Biden is going to be more you know, protectionist or nationalistic than than Trump? I doubt it. I think it's just for more, uh, you know, just for show, basically. I mean, again, it's just a lot of platitudes. There's not anything in there really like a like specifics of a new trade deal or something like that. It, I think it mentions China, but doesn't explain how we're going to, you know, beat China, et cetera. I don't, I don't, we're already beating China. I don't know if people know that in, 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 in any kind of quantifiable measure that actually matters per capita, but, you know, people like to feel like we're victims, I guess. Yep. And by the way, populisted on this show, definitely a word that you're, you're totally in a safe space for that one. Um, uh, one last uh, thing here before we go, David. Um, I kind of go back and forth a little bit between looking at this election that's coming up, you know, you see the, the big poll gap and, you know, I go back and forth from, you know, this is uh, right now a terrible place for Donald Trump as he's way, way behind and Biden's way, way ahead. And then there's part of me that kind of creeps in into that, like, this is a different year. We've got a, a pandemic. Unlike any other year, this can change in a big way very quickly. Which, which part do you side on there? All of them. I mean, I uh, some days I wake up and I'm like, he's going to get killed, you know, 15 points and stuff like that. And other days I'm like, this is exactly what happened last time. You know, everyone said the same stuff last time. I wrote a piece where I went back and looked at some polling at the exact same spot, you know, in, in 2016. And it's incredibly similar uh, as far as the, as far as it goes. But I, I also live in reality and I see what's going on out there. And I think in some sense people want to maybe they're sick of like. They would just want to go back to some kind of normal, you know, less, uh, you know, crazy time. And that goes for both sides. And when I look at Pennsylvania or Michigan, I, I feel like maybe Trump is in trouble. But as you mentioned, you know, the the news cycles are so fast and so, things happen so quickly that I can see if we rebound as in the economy rebounds, that people will look at Trump again in a different light. And then that can change very quickly. So I'm on both. I don't know. Every day is different. You know, it's different. It's very, it's definitely very different situation yeah. as far as the pandemic. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just a crazy the craziest time I've ever been through, David. I'll say that uh, the piece is the dangerous by American canard as David Harsani in National Review. Anything David writes is totally worth your time. Thanks so much for coming on, David. Appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words. Thank you. All right. Back in a second. All right. Uh, intermittent fasting. Is that a real thing? Do people actually do it? I mean, it sounds like one of those like weird sort of fad diets that no one actually uh, participates in. It's actually a pretty cool, different way of doing things. Uh, it's effective weight loss strategy, and it's it's different, especially if you're one of these people like me. Like I have a tough time just just trimming around the edges. I need to be all in or not in at all. 
And uh, intermittent fasting is a great way to be all in because you see that scale move every single day uh, and in the right direction for once. Uh, Fast Blast is a company that uh, came up with this great program where they can actually walk you through how to do this, how to do it effectively and quickly. Uh, You can lose weight in a healthy way. They can walk you through the entire program. They also came up with these Fast Blast smoothies, which... You know, a lot of this, a lot of these uh, ways to eat and dieting and stuff, you get so bogged down in all the food prep you need to do and all these different things. You don't need to do that with Fast Blast. They have the smoothies pre-made for you. You can have them, uh, you know, every uh, couple of hours. You can uh, you know, combine it with a lot of liquids. It'll keep you filled up. And uh, it's, it's a great way to lose weight healthy in a healthy fashion, but also in a quick fashion. Uh, I always tell you to do your own homework, so make sure you look into this and see if it's right for you. But fastblast.com slash blaze is the place to go. The slash blaze part is important because that's how they know you like this stupid show. So get started today. Fastblast.com for uh, slash blaze uh, for a healthier and smaller you. It's Fastblast. All right, let me give you four quick stories here you need to know. 1.3 million Americans filed first-time unemployment claims last week. That's about the same number uh, as the week before. So that's the first time it hasn't gone down since the whole COVID thing happened. Uh, Kanye West said he was out of the presidential race yesterday, uh, filed for the presidency in uh, Oklahoma. So he uh, he's at least going to be on a ballot, it looks like. God only knows what that means. Uh, in the NFL, 72 players tested positive for COVID-19 as of July 10th. So I don't know. I mean, that's not great. I mean, that's really what I want is an NFL season. I want that. I, I don't know if the college one's going to happen. I don't know if any of these other sports are going to happen. I want the NFL we're only what a week away from baseball, though, so that's something. Uh, I will say, sports coming back with fans. It didn't seem like it would be possible. NASCAR attempted to do it, and they did it last night. Now, normally, this picture would look like a poorly attended, sort of sad event that people didn't care about. Not the case. This is a really positive development because about 20,000 people went to uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. I heard 160,000 people is the capacity there. So, I mean, they were spread out. You could see a lot of bleacher. Uh, mixed in there. But it was nice to see people at sporting events again. It's outside. If if there's going to be a safe place, it's going to be outside. Uh, It was really nice to see that uh, at Bristol. So hopefully we don't find out that all 20,000 people are already dead. Back in a second. So why do you want to buy gold? Well, I don't know if you've noticed. We're in the midst of a national crisis. Now, gold has been known for, you know, really eons as a safe haven investment. Uh, Huge increases in our national debt have always been, you know, on our minds, and they've left us in a precarious economic situation. So you have to protect your financial future. Gold is up 35 percent in the last year. Uh, You've seen markets go up and down. Gold has had a really good run here. Um, Some experts believe it could hit $2,000 per ounce by 2021. Nationwide is a trusted source for precious metals with a 4.6 star rating on Trustpilot. Uh, You can always expect excellent customer service and fast delivery. Now, right now, while supplies last, customers can get uh, these are for new customers. Get a one ounce $50 Gold Eagle coin at cost. Just $1,700. Weight and purity are backed by the U.S. government. Look, gold uh, is is a is a valuable investment. You can safeguard your future. Uh, Call Nationwide today at 800-489-3838. You've seen the turmoil around the world with the economy. You need to take steps to protect your financial future nationwide. uh, 800-489-3838. It's 800-489-3838 for a nationwide coin. 
Welcome back to the program. Blaze TV's media critic, Rob Eno. Rob, uh, it's a crazy time. How are you doing through this? I'm doing very well. This is, I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. Second day in a row, I was on the News and Why It Matters yesterday. So for the second day in a row, I was able to wear long pants. Wow. I had a reason to wear long pants <laughs> yeah. and not just shorts. I was going to say, it's not. It was it's like not, 93 days before that. So you don't, uh, you don't have to avoid long pants at home. Just so you're aware of that, I want to make but sure. But why am I going to wear long pants at home? It's yeah. like I wear the swimsuit so I can go into the pool, yeah. you know, as soon as we're ready to clock up. Remember the, what was it, the, the Flintstones with the, it's like, that's like me to the pool every day. It's like 105 degrees here, so you get into the pool as fast as you can. I'm thinking about putting the laptop in the pool on a float. Oh, I looked. And, oh. I looked. I, I seriously spent some time looking for waterproof laptops <laughs> to see if I could find a waterproof laptop so I could work at the pool. I have a friend who does this, and I, every, I've seen him in the summer a couple times, and he will stand in the pool so his like, shoulders, like from his mid-chest up, is out of the pool, and he will get a normal pool float and put his regular laptop on the pool float and sit there and type and answer emails in the pool and I'm always like, that's nuts. You're going to drop this thing into the water for sure. But then I guess you don't have to work for a while. Right. The problem is I've got kids running around the, com- the apartment oh, complex yeah. pool, so I can't quite do that. Oh, no, no. If I was by myself and I had my own pool, I probably would be doing that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, what doesn't make sense is how the media is treating this world that we're in. Uh, you know, there's this weird thing that's gone on where uh, hydroxychloroquine is probably the, the first example that comes to mind in that it, like, the media seems to be rooting against it working. <laughs> Right. They, they want it not to work because Donald Trump mentioned mentioned it. Now, yeah. now I, I remember how this happened, right? WMAL, one of the radio hosts, had on this doctor that had done a study in France and had seen yep. some studies in France. And he's like, this works. So somebody in the Trump administration probably heard that on WMAL, gave Donald Trump the studies. He saw the studies like, oh, there's this drug that seems like it's working. We should use it immediately. That drug is going to kill everybody. It <laughs> increases people. It, now, it's a widely prescribed drug for yeah. rheumatoid arthritis, and it doesn't kill these people. Mm-hmm. Malaria. Um, malaria. Lupus. It for malaria for lupus. So it's a widely done drug that does this. So then, because of that, you've got The Lancet, which publishes a study. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, a lot of people in the study had links to Gilead, which owns Remzitivir. I'm not saying there's anything about (laughs) why would you want a $10 cure when you could have a $2,000 cure? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they did that. But but Lancet had to retract that study and profusely apologize for how bad it was. But yet the media continued to say, without evidence, hydroxychloroquine is not working. The country of India continued to use it as a prophylaxis. Places in the United States, doctors continue to use it as a prophylaxis. Donald Trump is using it. Donald Trump is using it as a prophylaxis. And then all of a sudden we get this Detroit study. And then the media is like, well, you know, they didn't do it right. Who are you to say they (laughs) didn't do it right? And now there's another study from India. There's another study from France. There's another study from another place that's saying it's working. Quite frankly, people like Brian Stelter and that crew have blood on their hands. If they stopped people from using a drug that works... They have blood on their hands. And, and I think a thing that, that I want to know, um, and I've tried to find the data. I've talked to some doctors. I know some doctors um, that work in public health. And I've tried to find where I can find the data on prescriptions of hydroxychloroquine. Right. I just want to know the numbers. I want to see if they spiked up. Right. Because why is Texas's death rate so much lower than other states. In the beginning, mm-hmm. Texas was giving, if you remember, hydroxychloroquine to nursing home patients. Mm-hmm. And they got killed for it. They got, you know, people went nuts. But if you look at it, Texas's death rate is probably now about 125 to 130, somewhere in that range. New York's is 1,600 or more per million. This is per million. Mm -hmm. Um, 1,700 or more in New New Jersey, Jersey, 1,200 or more in Massachusetts. 
What's the difference? I, I want to know what the difference is and why the death rate is so different. And even now, Massachusetts yesterday gave out, had 28 new reported deaths. Now, that's not the day that they happened. Right. 28 new reported deaths. And Texas had 100 and something. But on a per capita basis, Massachusetts still had a higher number <laughs> of deaths per capita. Incredible. And just, I, I just want people to be honest with the numbers. That's yeah, well, all I want. You have to remember, though, that the one thing you're not factoring into the analysis of the death rate being really high is Andrew Cuomo. Uh, well, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I tend to blame for not only the deaths in New York, but the entire world. I think he was in Wuhan at the, at the market, and he <laughs> bought the bat. Um, so Placed it set off. <laughs> I think so. I, that's my guess. Um, Andrew Cuomo is amazing. I, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, do you have his poster yet? Have you, have you purchased? I'm not pot with, 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 with recession falls yeah and um unbelievable yeah. trying to take credit for that it's just it, it's amazing and good on jake tapper for oh yeah for yeah. actually growing a set mm-hmm. and, and actually going after our colleague's brother yeah no, that's which true. is, hey, which is pretty yeah. amazing but let, let's talk about andrew cuomo right so so andrew cuomo sent six thousand or more sick people into nursing homes as well as a bunch of other governors in the northeast did that which means that their nursing home death rate or the the, the amount of deaths from COVID is like 50% to 60% or higher Mm -hmm. in Massachusetts from nursing home people, right? Mm -hmm. Because they sent infection bombs into nursing homes. But what's like the one thing you would never do? It would be to mandate that nursing homes have to take, right. You're guaranteeing that you're importing the disease into the nursing home to the most vulnerable people. Right. So let's look at this. And, and it's gotten me really upset. I grew up in the Northeast. I think you did, yeah. mm-hmm. did too. Uh, so I've got friends yeah. from Facebook, mm-hmm. and I've got friends from Facebook like, oh, my God, look at your, 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 your infection rates. They're going up. We're oh, going yeah. down. I'm like, Brag. Yeah. you have 12, for Massachusetts, you have 1,200 people per million dead. We, at that point, had like 85, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, deaths are all that matter, mm-hmm. and you failed miserably. I don't know why you're trying to spike the football oh. and be like, oh, watch out. It's coming. When it matters not. I mean, look at, so if New York was a country of 19 million people, it would be the worst country on earth mm-hmm. of any geographical or, or, or state area of 10 million or more people, because New Jersey is actually worse. But New yeah. York. New, but any country, triple, even San Marino has, is lower than that. Well, well, San Marino's not lower than them because they're such a small spot. In New England, but they don't have that many people. Yeah, that, San Marino is actually leading the world. I thought they were twelve twenty-five per per million. But no, they were like okay. twenty-three hundred the last time I checked. Oh, really? Okay. Because because they're such a small place, and yeah, they no, were in a very hard-hit area of of, of Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're not, I, I, we're, just, we're quibbling here. I mean, the yeah. bottom line is but, but, really it, terrible right. performance. Look, look at what has everybody told you, and the media's told you, and everybody's told you about Sweden. Oh, it didn't work. Yeah. their death rates. It, their death rate is higher than the other Scandinavian countries, like the two countries that are around them. So that's all that matters. It's higher than that. Um, It didn't work. Andrew Cuomo's death rate is like three times higher. And they're praising him. Than Sweden. And they're praising him. And the last time I checked, Scandinavia is almost at the bottom of their curve and they're not getting new infections. The way that the media has, has just done amazing things with these numbers and give people credit that have the worst record on the face of the earth. Yeah, I mean, like, I almost, and, and, and this is not an endorsement, but you almost could see the media running to the aid of Gavin Newsom, 
right? Here's so huge state, and they're having their problems now. But he's done been very aggressive with the lockdowns and and everything else. He's liberal, so you can give him credit. It's allowed if you're the media member. And his his record of of performance is way better than Andrew Cuomo. But I swear it's because he's their governor. He's talking about their state. He's in their style. They all live there, and so they've 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 attached themselves to this. And I have made it my life's goal to make sure this guy does not get credit for it. That is a very, very good goal. But let's look at, but the, the, but the other thing with the media, right? I mean, California, their rates going up as much as we are in Texas. Yep. Governor Abbott's getting pilloried yes. by the national yes. media. Yeah. And Newsom's not. Right. Right. It's, and it's, it's embarrassing it's, how it's, transparent it is. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. Now, and there yeah. was, you know, like, I mean, we're both from the Northeast, so maybe this doesn't apply. But like there was never a moment in the middle of, of April and, and um, March and May where I said, oh, I, I love to see Andrew Cuomo. Look, all these tens of thousands of people are dying. What great news. Let's dunk on them. I cannot believe the way he is acting. It's inhuman. No, it absolutely is. It's it's I don't get it. I don't know what goes on in his head. Um, his brother supposedly had hydro or had the. Had the Rona now? Yeah, you know, and, and he, and he, and he came out of his basement for the first oh. time after he had come out of his basement <laughs> well, the, forty-five times before. But sure. like, it was the first time on CNN. Yes, well, I, and I can't get enough of his wife's, uh, you know, uh, home-cooked cures. For, oh yeah, so 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 so, so, so Don, so let, let, let's talk about. I've got about the, forty-five seconds. Can you do it? The disinfectant stuff. Yes, yeah. Donald Trump saw a study that said that if you inject a, a molecule into the thing, yeah. you irradiate it, UV light comes out and kills viruses. Right, right, right. I remember so that. So he yeah. said the word disinfectant. And everybody said, oh, he wants you to drink bleach and squirt Lysol up your butt. Which he never said. Chris Cuomo's wife drank bleach. I know. It took bleach baths. Bleach baths, right. Yeah, bleach right. baths. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> and, and like, and, hey, CNN has not made him answer for this. The no. fact that he's doing all sorts of unproven, crazy cures. He did himself with, this, with a doctor who's not licensed in his state and all these other things. Never had to say anything about it. It's amazing. Robbie you know, a critic for Blaze TV. Where can people find you? Uh, at Robino. At Robino on the Twitters. On the Twitters. Were you banned the other night? Were you, I, I couldn't send. I, I kept sending out hello. 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 <laughs> hello. hello. Repeat, repeat, hello. send, send, send. <laughs> Made everybody cry on Twitter. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the program. If you like uh, Rob, of course, you can see him on News and Why It Matters as well. And if you can't tolerate uh, 98% of the media, make sure to take a subscription to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. And you'll save 10 bucks. Back in a second. We love when you give reviews on iTunes, uh, five stars, the appropriate amount of stars. And you know, I was throwing it, it's great, whatever. We love that sort of stuff. Uh, this one comes in from Holster21. Stu, whatever. He should be forced to rewatch his power hour after every show until he redeems himself. I don't think I could ever watch it again. I'm, I'm getting sick just thinking about it. Uh, five freaking stars, though, on the review. Love that. Uh, Grandma Annie says, uh, hey, perfect, stupid show. Five stars, the appropriate amount of stars. It's true. Five freaking stars. Perfect. Uh, Stu 2024. I like this. I like this show, stupid. I'm drunk, whatever. Well, all drunk people give me five freaking stars. So thank you so much for that. And uh, five stars for Eagles fans. Great podcast. Stu provides a lot of interesting stats to back up what he says. I also like that I don't get depressed after listening to his podcast. I'm like, when I listen to Glenn sometimes. Ha ha. But most importantly, he is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Fly, Eagles, fly. Five freaking stars. I give this review 
five freaking stars because you mentioned the Eagles. So you automatically get talked about on the show. Uh, by the way, if you uh, also believe Andrew Cuomo is awful, you can go to andrewcuomoisawful.com or stewdoesmerch.com. We'll get you to the merch store and you can just buy all the fun stuff because it's fun. Uh, and you like wearing it around. Like the little Andrew Cuomo is awful mask. Oh, it's going to piss people off. You'll love it. <laughs> 